0: Tuesday. It's Tuesday, ain't it? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, ain't it? How's your Tuesday been? Oh good, just talking Tuesday. to my nope, I can't do that. I <laughs> I ran out of coffee, so I had to go and get my Starbucks triple shot espresso from the on campus convenience store. And then I ate my cereal and I watched some Harry Potter. And now I'm talking to my best friend. Hey, how was your Tuesday so oh, far? now you want
1: to know? Now you want to know about my Tuesday.
0: Yeah, the first 11 and a half hours of your Tuesday. Wow.
1: well, didn't go to bed until like 3. Ah, but it's okay. I just, you know. Chill, though. Woke up this morning. 9.30. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Not ready, though. Showered, ready. Ready for the day. Don't have my outfit on, though. So I'll look cuter later. But it's fine, because, you know, I've got time to look disheveled <laughs> and it's an auditory platform so no one can see how bad i look
0: hey hey yeah dom looks so hot right now like not disheveled I mean, at all
1: don't lie Lines i look good to too I, you do look good
0: i i'm wearing my um tank top outfit check? that says <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i okay everybody needs to know exactly how we look okay i'm wearing okay. a tank top it says junior bridesmaid what are these called
1: not stones but like
0: yeah 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 rhinestones
1: rhinestones yeah
0: rhinestone bedazzled junior brine spade tank top and (laughs) i'm wearing my christmas pants they're just like red and black plaid pajama pants but oh you want to check (laughs) yes i do
1: so on the bottom because i'm wearing a like long shirt that's like a i wear it as a sweater i don't know what to really call it but on the bottom of it wearing singapore shirt that i got from singapore it has the sights of singapore on it (laughs) and on top um this like green brown gray long shirt that's very comfy wearing my my huge joggers from american eagle they are crazy like they do not fit my waist because i got them like I was like, let me just get a huge size so I could just wallow in sweatpants. And I do. And they're so comfy. And Crocs. But most importantly, my purple blanket on top because it's gold in here. And I take care of myself. Very nice.
0: Yes. Now that it's... Okay. You want to know what I did yesterday?
1: What did you do yesterday?
0: I pretended it was either a Disney Channel original movie or a Hallmark movie. And I woke up and instead of putting on my Spotify daily drive... I put on... Your Spotify
1: daily drive that you you listen to while you walk around campus.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Spotify literally puts my walking playlist together for me because I don't drive. So I walk instead. But yesterday morning, I was like, it's November 1st. You know what I did? Hey, what'd you do? I put on my Christmas playlist. Me as well. (laughs) So i'm feeling very Christmassy, very warm very toasty i'm so hey. excited for christmas like Ooh. halloween is not my holiday i'm not gonna lie to you. it's just it isn't happy halloween to I all of those
1: right yeah it's we're recording this november 2nd so how weekend ended well should we talk about our just like just the general vibes you say how it just it didn't it wasn't a, it wasn't a good halloween I mean, it was
0: just a chill Halloween. Weekend. Highs and like,
1: lows of Halloween.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, let's do our high lows. So mm-hmm. high of Halloween was my costume, probably, because I put it together in, like, 20 minutes. But it was, like, the, the Britney Spears Baby One More Time mm-hmm. with the white tied shirt baby, baby, one more time. and the, like, mm. school skirt and, like, that. And I just, like, and the the two pigtail braids. It was just really cute. It was fun. And I love it. You looked good. Thank you. My low is that we spent the entire night walking around, like, looking for something to do. Because, like, we didn't know anyone who was hosting anything fun for Halloween. So we were just trying to, like, tag along with somebody. But... Uh, it's
1: just a sign it, for next year to throw your <laughs> your own Halloween bash.
0: Own Halloween banger. But here's the thing is I don't risk it with Halloween. I throw one party a year and it's my birthday party. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But it's okay cuz it only gets me more excited for Christmas.
1: Yeah, and I feel like the hype with Halloween is a Halloween Halloween weekend, honestly. I yeah. do enjoy Halloween movies. Didn't watch a lot this year though. Yeah, I watched Half of Halloween Town and that was it.
0: But Dom I I texted like... me, like, on the first day of October, and she was like, she said, should I watch a different Halloween movie, what did you say, every week, every day?
1: Every day. I was like, should I watch a Halloween movie every day? Did not do that. Absolutely did not. But it's also, I'm not a movie person, so movies are hard to just do on the watch. I did start Hunger Games.
0: Halloween classic.
1: Mockingjay, and now I'm bored.
0: <laughs> mm. No, you have to at I'm... least get, did you read them? No.
1: I read the first two, except the second one got confusing, and so I stopped reading it. I could have also, I think it was just my reading comprehension was just bad, and I did not have good reading comprehension, and so I didn't read it. I also didn't read the Harry Potter books, because the first one I read, and then I took a quiz on it, and I failed. And I was like, oh, well, if I failed on the quiz, for sure, I can't (laughs) read the other books. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to learn anything. No, I'm serious. I got like a 3 out of 10 on the reading quiz. I don't even know why. I thought I read it. I don't... I just... I, it was 5th grade. Different times, different location, different brain space. My brain wasn't even as big as it is now. That's true. Or developed. develops, we could say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so... I also... It's just... You have to like set in mind, like, I'm going to watch a movie, and if I... I'm like, TV's just so easy to, like, watch, like, doing anything, and movies feel like a commitment that I don't have time for. So I get bored, and then I stop watching them. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I just love – my thing with movies is that it's, like, the opposite for some reason, where I can sit down and watch a movie, and then I'm like, okay, the movie's over. I can get up and do something else. If I'm watching a TV show, I can just, like – keep clicking next episode next episode next episode and then I'm never done because I just want to keep going on with the story but if the story is one and done even if it takes like an hour and a half 2 hours to to get there I usually prefer that but we also know that I we you and I both watch a lot of TV so who's to say also speaking of reading I'm not happy because I finished one whole library book and I'm almost done with this one, which is 500 pages long. I have three requests in at the library and none of them are in yet, which means if I finish this book, I'm not gonna have anything to read.
1: Wait, what do requests mean? Are you waiting for a book to like show up in the library? Yeah. Library? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I see. So you have to, you wanna hear a fun fact about me? Yeah. Since being in college, I have not checked out a book out of the library. I don't even know how to do it.
0: <laughs> I don't know how to do it at Public my school library.
1: library, right? Different yeah.
0: library. My school library doesn't and have also any fun books. Out books in yeah. The school library. My school library doesn't have any like fun books. Like mm-hmm. I am a twenty year old who likes to read young adult books still. Um, yeah, me Which too. is fine because I'm still alone. young and an adult. Yes. But like I've gone to the library and I've looked it up in the system and all they have is like textbooks and nonfiction, and I'm like "Mm, that sounds boring I'm bored so I go to the public library and I walk around the teen fiction and I just (laughs) pretend that I don't go to school you put past as a teen I people I get that from people but then I also get that like people think that I'm like a lot older than I am sometimes
1: how much older I could, I feel like you could be, I would say, seventeen to like twenty four.
0: Yeah, cause people think I'm a grad student, like a lot, like they have since I was eighteen.
1: I think it's also just the way you carry yourself, though.
0: Yeah, it's possible. I have the like the Scarlet Witch or the the Wanda Maximoff, like mom walk. Mm. <laughs> like I've yeah. walked that way, and then I watched WandaVision, and I was like, oh, I think I walk like Wanda. wanda said let me see walk walk (laughs) (laughs) we have a lot of cold open material because i don't know how much of this we're going to use because it's been 20 minutes and we have not introduced the episode (laughs) welcome to west covina third reprise i'm your host riley i'm your host dom today's episode it's called,
1: I'm going on a date with Josh's friend. I
0: wish. <laughs>
1: yeah, Sorry, wish. I, I just wanted to make that you. joke. <laughs> no, I was thinking about you during this episode. I was like, oh, I know Riley's sitting there, like, looking at her laptop, smiling, like, ah, and also just, jealous that you're yeah. not Rebecca. And I was like, I'm happy I'm not Rebecca. <laughs>
0: So, I'll do an impression of IMDb. This episode is entitled, I'm Going on a Date with Josh's Friend. It aired on November 2nd, 2015. It was directed by Stuart McDonald. It was written by Rachel Bloom, Aileen Brosh McKenna, and Aaron Ehrlich. I'm not good with names. You want to hear some trivia? Always. So, first, in the episode, Rebecca tells Heather, but I'm older than you. In real life, Rachel Bloom is two years younger than Vela LaBelle.
1: Wait, that's cute. I didn't know that.
0: I did not know that either. She plays
1: young really well. She does play young. And she plays young really well. And she plays young a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like a lot of her roles stay in that same age range. That's funny. Well, queen.
0: That was it. Can yeah. I hear your impression of Wikipedia? If you would like to. Season one. Episode four. I'm
1: going on a date with Josh's friend. Rebecca attempts to meet Josh at a skate park, but it's dismayed when he doesn't come. To make herself feel better, she enlists the help of Heather to find a fling on Tinder, but changes her mind at the last second. The next day, Greg musters up his courage and asks Rebecca to settle for him. Josh starts looking for a job, and after seeing an opening at the tech store he likes, he comes to Rebecca for help, with his resume while simultaneously convincing rebecca to accept greg's date invitation the resume ends up making josh look too uptight for the laid-back store and he instead must settle for a job at his father's radiology clinic greg and rebecca go out to the taco festival for their date which goes well until rebecca ends up ditching him for the vegan guacamole vendor she met greg confronts her and storms out Rebecca sees that Josh is at the clinic and storms in with Josh to the tech
0: center and gets him a job. Once again, Heather has been removed Removed. from the summary.
1: They didn't even even mention Heather at all. What? (laughs) Well, Heather's mentioned with Tinder, and that's it.
0: Right. But I feel like Heather, like, has a bit of her own, Oh, like, not even C-plot, like, D-plot, E-plot, but still. Like, she gets a little something.
1: We, yeah, we get to we 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 get to meet Heather actually in this episode.
0: It opens up to Heather in class. It does. What a that was a great transition. Well done. Oh my gosh! No, thanks.
1: Yeah, that okay. That scene made me
0: laugh. Can you explain it?
1: Yes. Um. So we open up to Heather in class. They're in an uh, abnormal psychology class. Um, An abnormal psych is kind of talking about like psycho psychological disorders, and the DSM five that they mention is like the standard like practice for like all psycho- psychological disorders and everything. And when she goes bonker balls, is it in the DSM five yet? I was like, no. That made me laugh. I wrote because that the DSM-5 one down. Is like, oh. There's ADHD is this, and OCD is
0: this, and what's bonker balls, queen? You made me laugh at that one. (laughs) (laughs) How did Heather get that photo of Rebecca that she shows on the slideshow? Because it's not like Heather, or no, it's not like Rebecca blacked out at the party or anything. Like, at first I was like, oh, it must be from the party that she threw. But no, like, it seems like Heather's been just hanging around. No, that's what it, it literally it seems that they have been just spending time
1: together. Obviously, you know, for uh, Heather trying to get information on Rebecca, but it's such a random picture. She's like splayed. <laughs> <laughs> like, Queen, you are right there. Just to sleep in a sleep You need something. Chair. Right. Oh, cute. We learn a little bit about Heather, a psychology student taking AP, well, not AP psych, abnormal psych. Oh, I do like the, I think this is a, I don't know how much this has started to happen, but the, like, uh, the intro into the theme song, and the she's transition. like, oh, yeah, it's like, yeah. I wonder where I came, wonder where she came from, and I was like, ah, ha, ha.
0: I know where she came from, I <laughs> was, why is that my instinct, like, when no, I want to sing, but, like, not, like, when I want to sing, but not try to sound good, I just, yeah, like. Go a little Overcompensate. bit.
1: Overcompensate. Country. Oh, crazy.
0: You know? Great. Yeah. No, it's Like a true. little Billy Ray Cyrus.
1: A little Dolly Parton, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little
0: achy, breaky heart. That was Billy Ray Cyrus. A little nine to five. Break- Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Hey. D- hey, did you know Dolly Parton, the queen herself, wrote Jolene and I Will Always Love You? Wow. In the same day.
1: No. Yeah. What was she going through? <laughs> and also, <laughs> that's crazy.
0: That, that is talent. wild. In yeah. the
1: same day? Day. And also, like, I mean, both very, you know, evoking emotions, but, like, like both iconically distinctive songs that, like, wow, a queen. Yeah, exactly. She wrote Jolene for herself, and then she was like, you know what, Whitney? You take this one. Hey. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Dolly. Dolly's for the culture, always. Also, this is so random, but did you know? You know the song um, "REM" or "R.E.M." by Ariana Grande? Of course. And obvious, um, it was like in twenty thirteen, Beyonce had. Um, I don't know if you've listened to Beyonce's version like of this beat, um, but like she like used like the you know whatever the beat to like make her own song. It's very good. And then, obviously, Ari picked it up, and it's in Sweetener. Before that, it was a song by T-Pain. T-Pain. T-Pain and Pharrell made the song, like, in the 90s, early 2000s, called, like, Dream. And then later, like, sent it to Beyonce, and Beyonce tried to do something, and sent it to Ari. And, you know, here we are.
0: So then, after the theme song, we at the skate park. <laughs>
1: hey which is so funny like I was like oh skate park like and then I see like Rebecca like rolling like oh ooh, she roll and it's Paula like I really love that that's like I don't know what they were doing on their like Wednesday afternoon to practice skating for Josh so and they were like let's cute. just go to the skate park
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean if you think about it like one way She's kind of picking up a lot of like new little skills and hobbies by just True. really creepily following him everywhere and then <laughs> pretending that it's not for him. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Girl like I am not going to pick up some hobbies just to get someone to talk to me like <laughs> maybe I'll listen to an album or you mm. know watch an episode of something but but that's that's Rebecca. Rebecca, one thing she'll do is sh- she's going to throw that party. She's going to put on those roller skates and she's going to get to going. That's true. Also, like, or, or is it a skateboard?
0: I forget. It's skateboarding. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, okay. I was about to say, because imagine if she had been roller skating and was like, I'm learning to skate. And then like, he's like, oh, well, I skateboard.
0: How? Oh and my gosh. Like, oh. That actually would be so funny. Except here's the thing. I feel like Rebecca would, like, randomly know. This is just headcanon. I feel like Rebecca knows how to rollerblade.
1: That's... Honestly, it's true. She does know how to rollerblade.
0: It just feels like it should be true. She would be the type of person and just, like, pick up rollerblading because she thought it made her look cool. (laughs) And it does.
1: I think that's a thing we, like in like movies and TVs, skating looks like stupid bro I, i'm in shock every time i go to a roller rink or like ice skating rink or whatever and i see people just rolling even skateboarding i'm like you can do that's crazy that's we well, yeah we give hype to skateboarding and over quarantine tiktok definitely give a little hype to roller uh roller skating rollerblading but like that's talent like, it is. I'm hugging the wall every time and and people can just do twists and flips and they're running. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. literally
0: wild. And like maybe it's the I don't even know. The New England in my blood. I can ice skate well enough. Mm-hmm. I cannot roller anything. Mm. I there is no. <laughs> it's just not there. It's just not happening. Yeah. So, Miss Naomi Bunch calls. Yes. We get
1: a call from Naomi, and she tells Rebecca about Audra Levine and how Audra has just snatched up the job that Rebecca was going to have. And, and how getting Audra married. Is now to her hedge fund manager fiancé. <laughs> oh,
0: Audra. And,
1: uh, yep, Audra... Oh, I Paula immediately. She's like, Mm-mm. she's like, don't answer this. Like, you already know how Naomi makes you feel. Like, you gotta set boundaries for yourself. But, like any self-respecting daughter, when your mother calls, you have to respond because
0: she's like that's a stalker that law. I used to live inside of. Yeah, exactly. that's what exactly. Rebecca says. She goes, she's like a stalker that I used to live inside of. If I don't answer, she's just gonna call and call and call. And boy. If Dom and I do not know what that's like.
1: Well, if you actually, because I'm bad with my phone. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Podcast straight up, because my mom won't be listening to this. <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit about me. My parents are um, abroad, as in they're not in the U.S. So we only communicate through tech. Obviously, you're also in college, so it's text and call. But I'm bad at texting, and so i will bear- be like three weeks, and I'm not talking to my mom, but as soon as she calls me, immediately I answer. Immediately I'm like, hey, hello, what's up? Because if you're missing the first phone call from your mom when she wants to talk to you, mm-mm.
0: See, we are in opposite situations because mm. my mom knows what's going on with me all of the time, and if I do not answer her text within, if it's been more than a minute and a half I would say, she sends another one. If it's been more than three minutes, that's a Sorry, call. that's crazy. Cause I will literally, re- I will open my mom's messages
1: and not respond. That's crazy.
0: Cause I will be sleeping. also. We
1: as normal people text, but a minute and a half, girl. What if you were in the bathroom and you left your phone
0: <laughs> in your room? Uh, apparently, I better not, cause. <laughs>
1: We love our moms.
0: (laughs) We love our
1: moms. We love our moms. We love moms. However, Naomi's a little different.
0: Naomi is a little... And you can
1: tell just the way Rebecca feels every time they interact. It's always a negative... It's always negative for Rebecca.
0: It is. Audra definitely feels like our foil. I mean, it's almost like Naomi is setting it up that way. You know? Every time something is going wrong... Or not traditional in Rebecca's life, that's when Naomi calls to say, mm, "Audra has everything that you don't have." Right. But the thing is, Naomi does. Rebecca want those things? Exactly,
1: Naomi. What does Rebecca want?
0: What does Rebecca want?
1: Well, in so the next now scene, we figure out what she wants.
0: What Rebecca well, wants. What Heather
1: tells her she should want.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Rebecca is walking down the street still in her full skateboard gear dragging the skateboard along behind her and Heather sees her and just immediately starts recording she says she asks like very clinical questions about like
1: she's like on a uh level like one to ten like right here like feelings towards suicide
0: girl like (laughs) she she just came back from the skate park (laughs) she says feel free to use words like despondent (laughs) but even though rebecca knows that heather is kind of just like psychoanalyzing her she still Mm -hmm. asks for heather's advice because heather is young and hip and cool and she says what do you do when you're feeling down and don't say a tattoo or piercing because i'm afraid of needles and also needles and (laughs) miss rebecca bunch if i've never related to anything more that's so true that's literally you I do not have a single piercing on my body. Like, not even my ears. I can't do it.
1: I got six. Hey. hey. Okay. Woo.
0: Woo-woo.
1: I only I occupy do not, four.
0: <laughs> I do not have a tattoo. I do love temporary tattoos once. Once I kept a temporary tattoo of, not Hans, what's the good one? Kristoff from Frozen on my no, wrist. No, didn't. I no, did. You didn't. But Hans is played by Santino Fontana. That's true. Plays Greg.
1: That is so true.
0: I did have Christoph on my wrist. That's
1: so on brand for you. For more than a week. (laughs) No. Oh my gosh. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not. Why am I acting surprised? That is on brand. Yeah. When? What? How old? This summer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just had to hear. I just had. I had to let the audience hear that.
0: Oh, did I, like, imply that it was a while? No, it was this summer, guys.
1: No, but I feel as if someone could know. you Not know. Someone could think. But because I know, I had to let the answer out. I needed it to be recorded.
0: <laughs> recorded for all posterity. Yeah. So, right. thank goodness, Heather's idea of therapy is not needles, but Tinder.
1: Tinder! She said, validation. And I said, Retweet! <laughs> felt that uh, <laughs> and actually she said if you're looking for someone to pound the bad feelings out of you oh Which, my gosh like second like another like banger after banger like heather never misses
0: <laughs> not once so we walk into the bar to meet <laughs> jason right this is our second jason the first jason oh. was jason who was really into dance dance revolution right yes Jason
1: and I'm super into Dance Dance Revolution. Ah.
0: And now we what have if Jason this is... with
1: No, it's not Jason grown up, but I was thinking.
0: How amazing would that be? Right. But no, this is Jason with Carpal Tunnel.
1: Carpal tunnel from playing video games.
0: Yeah. <laughs> not from an office job. <laughs> Never. And so Rebecca goes right in for it. Mm-hmm. Immediately. And I mean, and they yeah. <laughs> honestly go off because she, like, he's about to order she her. Came here, with she came miss-
1: in with a mission.
0: She says, no, I'm going to do this sober. I came here for this. Like, we're just going to walk out of here. And re- Heather puts the most judgmental face on. I know. And then she turns to the greasiest man I have ever yeah. seen. Like a man no, who looks disgusting. like a greasy version of Hosier. And goes, you want to get weird? I was like, Heather, who are you judging right now? No, literally. Okay, oh, my I also had a question. Yes. What music do you think Heather listens to Go? Oh my gosh. This is a good question.
1: I think out of the, like, scope of what I listen to, like, definitely she's a neighborhood fan. You know, enjoys a little Arctic Monkeys. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm, I'm like her, her niche things, her like guilty pleasure though, for sure, I feel like she'd be an Ariana Grande stan. Like she yeah. would enjoy a little Ari, a little Harry, if you will.
0: See, I don't think she'd be guilty about those things though. Like I feel like she would gatekeep like Ari and Harry just as much as she would like cage the elephant and Arctic monkeys.
1: So maybe she's, we, maybe, me, oh my gosh, maybe I am Heather because I also am a huge huge gatekeeper i'm not afraid ashamed of it though though i feel like she would be yeah at this moment in time of who i see heather i feel like she would be
0: i feel like heather has some weird niche guilty pleasure what do you think she
1: listens to
0: no i agree with you on all of those i think she has some mainstream tastes Mm -hmm. like some more indie alternative pop tastes but definitely staying more modern I feel like she does have some very specific guilty pleasure music, though. Like, I'm trying to think of what it could be.
1: What is your guilty pleasure music? Like, what would you define as guilty pleasure? I know I, what my guilty pleasure music is.
0: I don't... I feel like guilty pleasure music, you have to feel, like, guilty about... I, I will defend all the music I listen to with my life. But here is a strange thing about me. I like to study to the full soundtrack of Oklahoma, but just Oklahoma. That
1: is a strange thing about you. <laughs>
0: <Like> <laughs> that any I didn't other, know. Any other theater music, it's like when I'm walking, when I'm like, you know, just chilling in my room, when I want to like, you know, sing. Oklahoma, it's, I it just helps me study. I... I've actually
1: started listening to albums like front to back while I've done like write essays or like I'm doing a lot of work and it's kind of nice because it's like oh like I love this album but like I some when do you ever like listen to an album front to back all oh, you not no, a lot literally I've it's got like it. an hour of your time yes
0: I know what Heather's guilty pleasure is what she is has it? like pop music that she's into that she's not guilty about she gate keeps it she's like nobody can touch Harry but me but you know what she is guilty about she likes Ed Sheeran. She really likes Ed Sheeran. That makes so much sense, right? That actually makes a lot of sense.
1: <laughs> That's so funny.
0: And it's not. Hey, Ed like...
1: Sheeran, if you're listening to this, we love you.
0: I you know, people love have Ed
1: Sheeran. Ba- uh, started bandwagoning the hate on Ed Sheeran, but we all know we love Ed Sheeran. So it's true. all for a little fun. All the Provinos.
0: All the Provinas
1: are Ed Sheeran (laughs) stans.
0: Here's the thing about Heather, too, is that she didn't, like, listen to A-Team when she was in middle school, and then she was like, okay, well, now I love Ed Sheeran, and, like, anything he makes, I'm gonna stand." No. Like, she likes his feature with Justin Bieber. Like, she likes everything he's ever done. She likes all the, like... She's a big fan. She's a huge fan. She likes all the crappy pop... Like... It's good pop music, like, it's poppy, but it's also a little bit, like, I don't know, it's a little cringy. Sometimes Ed Sheeran makes cringy music, but, like, in a way that we love, and in a way that I believe, headcanon, Heather Davis also loves. Do you think
1: Heather is a Swifty?
0: Yes, but I feel like she thinks she has to be.
1: You feel like she thinks she has to be a Swifty?
0: Yeah, like, I think she has a lot of T-Swizzle songs that she likes, but then she, like, overstates it because everyone who likes Harry and Ari and like you know everyone who's in right now is also a Swifty so she kind of just like bandwagoned onto that a little bit but being a bandwagon so you don't think she's an
1: old Swifty I don't
0: think think she definitely
1: mm -hmm. I don't think she would be a Swifty at all
0: like really I think
1: she would be like kind of the way I listen to Taylor Swift. Like, uh, Taylor Swift is an amazing artist. I'm not a Swifty though, but like, I know a couple songs and I'll listen to a couple songs, but I'm not like, I'm not in there. In fact, never have I listened to Levor. Because it wasn't for me. See, I just knew fair. that it that's wasn't for I me. That's how I
0: listen to Ari. Like, there are some Ariana Grande albums that I don't think I'm I know an Ariana
1: from. I love uh, Ariana Grande.
0: There is no way that Ariana fans are called Arianators.
1: That's literally what they're called. That is... But, I mean, everyone's just, you know.
0: Sorry, that's kind of sorry. awful. <laughs>
1: Team Mariana.
0: <laughs> Hashtag the
1: voice. Anyway, yeah. I I don't know. But I think that's because I see a lot of myself in Heather. And so I just want... I, like, Heather is my Greg. <laughs> I, I... We are one in the same. Oh, I just... Oh, I want to know their zodiac sides.
0: Rovinas, what do you think... All the characters' zodiac signs are. I will give
1: not signs because I have to think about it more. But I could, if they're earth, water, air, or fire,
0: yeah,
1: I would say Rebecca is definitely an air sign. Is that I what I say. am? Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear what the
0: Brovinas think. I want to, let's let them Let say, the Brovinas know. And then we can comment on their... Oh, heck yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: love it. I've also done this with Glee. Did you know that Finn Hudson is a Taurus? And Santana's Scorpio. That makes is a, Scorpio. a lot of sense. Yeah. That anyway. Also, yeah. Right. Right.
0: So she's about to kick Jason out because he is still like fully not wearing clothes. She <laughs> like they were in her bed. She is still in her heels. Like from the bar. Like she did not take a single item of clothing off during this entire song, where she was like, "We romanticizing. just all knew, you know, you knew what was gonna happen.
1: You knew it, when nothing was gonna happen."
0: Yeah, well, we we figured because mm-hmm. it doesn't seem very Rebecca. Doesn't seem
1: very Rebecca, but you know what does seem very Rebecca? <laughs> Taking advice from the butter commercial yet again. <laughs> Are you making healthy choices? And Rebecca's like... Ding, ding, ding. Jason, not a healthy choice. I'm not making healthy choices.
0: And you know what? Who is, though? That's... Yeah, we can get into that at the end of the episode. Because I have thoughts about who is a healthy choice. Right. I was going to say who is making healthy choices. But, I mean, it's true. So then, we're talking to Paula about it. She has this green smoothie... There is the butter, like, the butter is on the table. There's also a mug that Paula's drinking out of that says, behind every great lawyer is a great paralegal.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's cute. And, wow, what, a, what a cute that. little,
0: like, right thing okay. to put in.
1: Yeah, it's so funny. She comes with her green drink. She's like, I'm a vegan right now for the moment. <laughs> uh, she won't take the donut. You're like, okay, like healthy choices though because it's a healthy choice to take a donut at work that's one thing if someone brings donuts to work why would you s- not take a donut like yeah. work is sad donuts are happy happy <laughs> regardless we switch to home base do you know oh. the name of the kid <laughs> I, no,
0: forget I forget his name oh chris maybe chris chris that sounds yeah. right it does sound can we right. talk about how greg having a preteen friend gives mr shoe energy because i yeah it is chris yeah and it's like
1: what who also first of all i mean we all know home base is like obviously attached to the baseball field and so obviously there are kids and there are like families and it's also a bar so there are adults but it's like what is this kid just doing like midday like probably like 3 p.m sitting at this bar and they're having a conversation of oh wait, you shake it out of the bet like you didn't ask rebecca out <laughs>
0: like why are you making
1: bets for the 13 year old it's whatever. also like
0: it would be one thing if greg was like serving food and he was like worked in the kitchen or whatever and then this kid like befriended him no chris befriended the bartender at home base Or, well, we can't blame Chris. Like, he's literally a kid. Greg, the bartender, befriended a child. Right.
1: (laughs) That part. Yeah. But, you know, Greg is, he's so aware of everything. That's the thing. Where he's like, oh, like, I like Rebecca, but I also don't like her. (laughs) Like, she's hot, but she also, like, makes me, like, so mad. And I'm like, who, how? This, not the will they, won't they, but the... I don't know have you ever had a crush like this like not me
0: uh it's giving like true love by pink you know what i mean yes yes exactly like, i want to because... choke you out but also like yeah i'm in love with you Mm-hmm. i feel and like and you know
1: that's not true love
0: no we do we we know that is not true love but we however have that also is a read... love that
1: people fall into a lot <laughs>
0: enemies to lovers and we want it a little bit
1: some of us (laughs) okay some of us i i understand the appeal conceptually to enemies to lovers however you're my enemy (laughs) actually you know i I take that back i take that back because i think i had an enemies to lovers in fifth grade to sixth grade except we were not we did not fall in love i just (laughs) then yeah Mm. Adult me is not a friend of enemies to lovers, but
0: I understand that appeal. Here's what I think about enemies to lovers. I think that the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. So, like, hate is just associating a strong emotion with a person because sometimes you just hate someone, and that's okay too. But sometimes you think you hate them because you associate a strong emotion with them and you don't really know how to, you know, navigate it. And I learned enemies to lovers from that one episode of Sweet Life, where Maddie and Zach Efron have, like, the hottest Disney kiss of all time in a museum.
1: You know what's so funny? Did you see that video on TikTok where she was like, we weren't supposed to make out. He but wasn't he was supposed like, to
0: use <laughs> tongue. <laughs>
1: exactly. It's just so funny. And her head goes, Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yes. my gosh. But... Yeah. Also, funny that you mentioned Sweet Life because when you said, "the opposite of the opposite of love is in hate," I thought of London, Tipton. You remember the song? Yes, <gasps> yep. that's probably also where I learned that. <laughs> London Tipton's really great, really, really great. great, really, really great, really great. London Tipton's really great, and it deserves the opposite of
0: hate, which is love. Well, the opposite. What is the opposite of hate then? The opposite of hate. Is also indifference. How is the opposite of love
1: indifference and the opposite of hate indifference? Then what's the opposite of indifference? An emotion?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't think opposite's the word. Have you seen that post about who are the twins? The Olsen twins? Oh. Where she says... The other twins. Yeah. She goes... One of the twins goes, People always say they can't tell my sister and I apart. And I think it's so easy because she thinks the opposite of fire is water. And I think the opposite of fire is no fire. (laughs) That's (laughs) so funny. Like once a day. (laughs) Oh my God. Honestly,
1: valid. It makes sense. Oh my gosh. I love a tangent. Sorry. Uh, Rebecca comes into home base. (laughs) And And what
0: business does she have there?
1: No, literally what bit. She, that's the thing. We talk about work but like 9 to 5 question mark like when is she supposed to be at White Feather? Do lawyers just have like different uh, No, Rebecca
0: does schedules? not work. <laughs> that's the thing. She should have a 9 to 5 like, or more. We
1: never go to court. I mean, there is real estate law, so like there's probably not a lot of court going on,
0: but Right. We see her with a judge in like the conference room. she won a case not this episode. No. Okay, cuz I was like I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not yeah, yeah, this. Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Just in general of like I mean, I know that all lawyers obviously aren't every it's a very big misconception that lawyers go to uh, court. at him who my two friends who are on the mock trial team. <laughs> <laughs> but like I know that. However, girl like you're not at work and every day. It's like, it's 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 bright outside
0: <laughs> and you're also, doing
1: something else.
0: <laughs> like Josh walks in and she is there, like, right, like, clear. I'm sorry. She's following him. She's just following him. No, literally. And then Greg makes, like, a weird comment to her. What did he say? So Greg says, (laughs) what are you drinking, leprechaun blood? And she makes the weirdest face at him. And I'm like, Rebecca, literally last episode, you said huzzah to Josh's face. And now you're judging Greg for this also i th- i don't i
1: think instinct if a joke fails my instinct is to explain it and, and he just stays silent which is so much funnier <laughs> it's like always my like i was i was that. waiting for him to be like because it's green and it was just and he looked away. i was like oh greg oh greg but he musters up the courage and he asks rebecca
0: go on a date he does but before he does she goes to the bathroom and she says she says all right i need to hit the ladies (laughs) i mean room i'm not a football player and i laugh (laughs) i thought that was funny
1: i remember that line a lot and i don't know why (laughs) i was like oh wait maybe that's where this is from yeah right asks him on a date settle for me song then we see a moment josh is sad well we know josh is sad because earlier in home base greg tells uh whoever that when josh is sad he shows up at the tech store Mm next scene josh is at the tech store and he, he gets a little application i that's okay also just another critique i like I know, obviously, like, in the watching of the show, it didn't really do much. But, like, why would you go to Aloha for such a small, Like, why would we have a small scene here, have another scene, and then go back to the scene? What do you mean? Like, he goes to Aloha twice. He goes to Aloha, and we just see him there, and he sees the, like, what is it, hiring sign? There's a scene with Paula. There's a scene with josh and rebecca that that leads them to aloha when i'm like you i'm in continuity it was just kind of like it was there and it was he was there
0: well he wasn't gonna apply right there because he probably oh, he had to know. pick up the application so that he could ask rebecca for help i thought it made okay sense a i take otherwise. it back
1: i just was like why are we here and for such such a smart amount anyway anyway no
0: i actually agree i was gonna say that this the Aloha thing makes sense in terms of, like, everybody's settling for something, and he's yes. settling for the radiology yes. lab. But it also, like, inserting these very comedic Aloha scenes in the middle of some, like, pretty intense drama. Not yeah. intense drama. Like, there's a lot of comedy in this episode, but it just yeah. feels very choppy between the Josh yes. stuff. I felt like the Tommy stuff with Paula last episode integrated a lot better. Yeah.
1: That's, with yeah.
0: The party. I would agree. Than the Josh versus Greg thing in this episode.
1: Not that it's, I like, love this episode. Just kind of was like, confu- not confused, you know, just was like, it
0: was a little critique. You critique TV. <laughs> Theoretically, yeah,
1: that's exactly. what we're
0: doing right now. <laughs> so, Rebecca gets a walking desk but she hates (laughs) walking which i cannot relate to that and then paula calls paula says what was that a two thousand dollar mistake and then she says greg would also be a two thousand dollar mistake i was like okay paula literally was hitting on greg in the pilot so jealous much? yeah
1: that's true. Um, we learned in this episode that Paula's anti Greg. She's like, if you get with Greg, you're not going to be able to get with Josh. You're going to be friend zoned.
0: You're if... activating the bro code.
1: Exactly. Which is which is true. Um, I, mean, I true in like a sense of it. You know, obviously harder if you're dating someone's friend to then date their friend. Bro code, schmo code. However, though, like also actually, you know what? Not bro code schmo code. I actually think the conversation of friends and friends dating and all, or dating of exes. I think, and obviously it's for the dramatics of TV, but in the dramatics of real life, a lot more people forget bro code or not. It's not a forget. It's more of like a. I think people don't think to check in with their friends about. Dating friends or dating exes. And also, if your goal, Rebecca, is to be with Josh, being with Greg obviously is going to hinder that. And Paula knows. But it is interesting that immediately Paula's like, get rid of Greg.
0: Right. And we kind of think that Rebecca's like, she's not totally on board with this idea of dating. Like, she has been kind of putting off making a decision because... Here's the thing is that she already she broke or not broke bro code, but she activated bro code because she used Greg by making out with him the day they met. You know, literally
1: the day they met the the night they met (laughs)
0: like Greg and Rebecca have never just been friends.
1: Yeah. So I don't
0: understand where this conversation is coming from. That's like Josh won't want to date you if you've dated Greg, because, like, if that was true, then mm, we already crossed that bridge.
1: I mean, yeah, and already crossed the bridge, and, like, Josh and Rebecca used to date, and now Rebecca's dating Greg, well, going on a date with Greg.
0: Right, so it feels like... And Josh
1: is fine with it, (laughs) a little too fine with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Josh shows up, he says, can you write this essay for me? She writes this essay in, like, 30 seconds, which feels out of character. Like, personally, I would have had Rebecca, like, take a day to write this essay, to really flesh it. Like, I know it's showing that she's, like, brilliant and can write an essay in two seconds, but...
1: You didn't believe it.
0: I didn't believe it. I was like, no. like She could have just
1: popped out something she already, like, had. Or maybe it's just, it's, like, information that's so readily accessible in her brain that she can just write it.
0: Like, her art. Her opinions about Harper Lee.
1: No, like, actually. And that's so funny. I would, like, that's on brand. <laughs> that I could see.
0: And so Rebecca's on this whole thing about making healthy choices. But when it comes down to it, like, she's not making what she thinks is the healthy choice by choosing Greg. She's just kind of doing what Josh says. Which is, like, you're not making a decision for yourself, girlfriend.
1: Yeah, like, agency, question mark? Like... Girl, this is you. This is
0: you. So then now... Then, right, we're
1: back at Aloha.
0: Back at Aloha with Josh and the, the guy reading his... Or doing the interview.
1: But we also see another bur- a butter commercial. This time, Josh sees it. Right. The so future is in your hands, which is... Oh, they really pulled out the butter commercial once again. And I love to see it. And I think it also... <laughs> it puts it back in the scope of remembering oh, the the theme of the episode settling and what are you settling for and what are your you know what's the future like and what's coming up with the, and I think for Josh he sees that and he's like oh okay I'm taking the time like here I am applying to a job that like I'm interested in but it doesn't get it cause his application's too good
0: <laughs> cause it's <Yeah>. properly
1: <laughs> and he makes fun of Harvard <laughs>
0: And then, yeah, he makes fun of Harvard, and then Josh is trying to save it, and so he goes, oh my gosh, no, I just wrote about Harper Lee, because I, I love her husband, Bruce Lee. Spike! <laughs> Not Bruce Lee. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you guys don't know, Harper Lee is an author. She wrote To Kill a Mockingbird. t And Bruce Lee is an actor in many a martial arts Bruce movie. Bruce Lee. Yes, 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 yes. Spike Lee, who you were about to say, Spike Lee's a director.
1: No, I yeah I, I yeah I was I saying, get them mixed up. I was thinking so. Bruce Springsteen in my head, because I was like, <laughs> Bruce Lee is a musician. No, that's Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Springsteen. Anyway, that was just in my head. Taco festival. Also, what the heck? I want a first date to be at a taco festival. I think that would be such. A food festival in general, a taco festival, like yeah. for first date, like that's like, I'm falling in love. That's, that's so,
0: and so they're, they're walking through this taco festival and I'm just going to be honest with you. Like Greg is better at this than she is. Like, <laughs> What's your favorite president? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's being self-deprecating, but he's still like moving the conversation along, like actually trying to engage her. And she just kind of pulls out of it every single time. She's like, we are on a date. What do people do on a date? Like, she's so robotic about it, and you can tell that her heart's not in it because she's, like, treating it very much as, like, what are we doing? This is so weird. Me on a date with you? Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, dude.
1: Dude, just be on the date. Just enjoy the date. But they do have a cute moment. (laughs) They do have a cute moment. They talk about their daddy issues. Their daddy issues. It does end up raining.
0: (laughs) It does end up raining. In the daddy issues conversation, she says she sent him cards with glitter on them. And then Greg says, glitter is the best. Like, does anyone have glitter? Let's get this girl glitter right now. I'll send him a whole glitter bomb. Like, making a joke out of it, but like, being very kind to her and telling her, like, you didn't deserve what he did to you. But what I was noticing is, like, this whole glitter thing we have going on, where when she talks about Josh and, like, how she feels about Josh, she felt like glitter was glitter exploding, exploding. Like, glitter yeah. was exploding inside of her. And now Greg is talking about how. Glitter
1: bombing her
0: father. Glitter bombing her dad because he, she deserves better. It just, it's interesting.
1: It is interesting. Glitter and butter. Sugar.
0: <laughs> Stop. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. sugar, glitter,
1: glitter, <laughs> glitter, sugar, butter, butter
0: glitter.
1: <laughs> Iconic. I love a rewrite. <laughs> yeah, it is true. It's so, it's like, oh my gosh. Oh, the, I don't know why this made me laugh, The I won't regret it. <laughs> Just, he sings a lot. Like, Greg sings a lot of things. They're like, oh. When does what are he they? sing they're, that? They're walking to like, to go get guacamole. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, oh, we should go. And like, oh, let's get guacamole first. He won't regret it. He's like, I won't regret
0: it. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> yeah, wanna... they both do I a, lot them a lot of yeah. little sing-songing. You do as well. I love it. sing-song. <laughs> before the guacamole festival, they're dancing to mariachi. And yes, it is the cutest, <laughs> dorkiest scene I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. They're so stupid. I love them.
1: You can just say you're imagining yourself on the date. Like, you Shh. can just say it.
0: I'm allowed to love Rebecca and Greg. But...
1: It feels like there's some production going on, but that's okay.
0: I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so the two guacamole places, or the two places that are in contest for the guacamole competition are La Cocina, which means kitchen in Spanish, which is, like, a reasonable period. name... Right. for, you yes. know, a taco place.
1: <laughs> and the other one. <laughs>
0: the other place is called Echo Parco Tacos. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and like they split off. I think it w- was interesting. They split off. They come back and they're like, oh, all the guac. And like Rebecca's like, no, like that guac's not authentic because there's sour cream in it. And Greg goes, what would you know about being authentic i'm like whoa yeah boom first shot what's going on here and they have a little conversation about authenticity that just goes a little too far
0: and greg is a little mean because he's being honest very mean like i'm sorry he just does not know her like this exactly like he doesn't know her enough to call her inauthentic To talk about her having a mental breakdown or a nervous breakdown.
1: Yeah, especially on a date. That is not his business. No.
0: And then they managed to work it out in a healthy way. You know, because she says some mean things, too. She says, like, your whole settle for me shtick. And he was like, that's not quite how I remembered it. And I was like, but Ah. they work it out in a healthy way. And this kind of terrifies her. Like she, her, her body seems to like reject this healthy communication. And so she goes to the bathroom and we get the settle for me reprise.
1: And she gets out of the bathroom and immediately she starts like, I guess she says she's freaking out because she's hungry because she has been, they had the cauliflower tacos and she needs it. Immediately runs to the pork tacos and comes out and here we see echo parko taco guy
0: (laughs) right do you think that this has anything to do with like i mean maybe this is too heavy for this episode do you think she's been
1: i yeah i know yeah i think this is well i think it could be a like a, a start to tell of like just in general of like with mental health and like disordered eating like right earlier with the donut and being like, no, I'm not having it. And later that the bar again and cauliflower and he's like, Oh, like she's like, mm, it's so good, you know? And so later that like the moment that she stops making these healthy decisions of like what she's deeming healthy and makes a stupid decision and right. not the st- stupid decision, not being the pork, but the stupid decision is leaving Greg at the taco festival to sleep with the other, with the guac guy.
0: Right. So like, I, I just feel like in general, Rebecca, we've talked about this before. She always feels like she has to swing all the way in the opposite direction. Right. You know, like instead of being jealous of Valerio, she said, no, I need to stop calling
1: Valencia Valerio.
0: I'm going to do it for the rest of this podcast. I swear. I swear. (laughs) <laughs> but she doesn't want to be jealous of Valerio. So instead she swings the entire other direction and she befriends her and then hits on her and then makes out with her to the point yeah, where it's it the ruins extreme.
1: everything. Everything to the extreme. Is, has to be at the extremes with Rebecca. She's, at, so, I wrote in my notes, bad decisions, <laughs>
0: Becky. <laughs> so then we get to the point where she says this healthy choice thing isn't working for me. Like, I did the healthy thing and I talked it out with Greg and it still didn't feel good. So that can't be the right thing. I have to swing in the other direction, make, quote unquote, unhealthy choices, eat pork, swings all the way in the wrong direction, and sleeps with Echo Parko Taco Guy. Exactly. It's
1: just a, it's a bam bam, it's a domino effect, dare we say.
0: And it's okay
1: though, you know, we all make bad decisions, but Greg shows up. Is the Greg shows up yeah. Right? Right yeah. after. Mm-hmm. And right after he leaves, he's also like, oh, can I get your number? Like, oh, maybe Instagram. He's like, can I add you on LinkedIn? <laughs> she's like, "Guy, get a hit? I was like, no. Take a Imagine hit, being dude. that down bad to get with someone again. You're going to connect <laughs> with them through LinkedIn. Just in case. <laughs> and then Greg comes in and he's like, Obviously hurt because a girl left him on a date that he's obviously so, like, enamored with. Like, it's so into her that, like...
0: Yeah, exactly. But she is so... Oh, my gosh. It hurts to watch her try to explain herself. Because she just does not have the words for it. Until she gets to the point where she says, I'm not healthy. I'm not a healthy person. I'm not an adult, she says. Because she takes advice from butter commercials and he's wasting his time on her. And even after all this, he says, no, I don't think I'm wasting my time on you. I think you wasted a good opportunity, which honestly, like, I don't know. That's, that hurts even more that even after all this, he still wants her. He still like thinks that she's worth while, but she he also addresses, like, you made a mistake. And
1: You're then like, Heather. Oh. <laughs> okay, also, I don't know if you noticed, you probably did, but West Covina reprise plays when Heather comes in.
0: Yeah. Which
1: just which was so sweet. And they have a cute little moment where she's like, I know you've been taking these notes. Like, go ahead, continue.
0: And also the way that, like, Heather goes from... Like, listen, the people in this neighborhood don't really talk to each other. Like, you do not have to come knock on my door. To the point where she comes from the back door fence and says, what's up, neighbor? Mm -hmm. Like, just the evolution of that friendship. It's so sweet. Really? It's, it's, uh, I love it. It was sweet. And And she like, uh, she doesn't uh. know how to comfort her. So she just pats her (laughs) on the head. Literally. And I had this whole, oh my gosh, I have a huge point. About this scene. That's like, it's a tiny scene. But for some reason, it really hit me that I think that there's, especially with this show, I feel like maybe when I was watching it when I was younger, I was like, oh, the whole point is that Rebecca's worthy of love, which means she's worthy of Josh's love and she doesn't know it. So she keeps making these mistakes to try to like prove herself worthy, but like she already was worthy. But the whole thing, that I'm kind of seeing just in this tiny little scene is that being worthy of love doesn't mean that we're worthy of all love all the time. It means that we're worthy of some love all the time. Like she hurt Greg and he deserves to be hurt. And that means she's not really worthy of his love right now. He doesn't, he's not obligated to be there for her or to forgive her. But she is worthy of some love of some someone being there to comfort her, even when she's in the wrong. And so the fact that Heather can come along not knowing what's going on with her, not knowing what happened or that she did something wrong and not having to care, but just being able to be there and say, like, yeah. get some rest, like you're OK. It's
1: super sweet. Ugh. It's good to have people like that in your life.
0: Exactly. In general.
1: And it's good that like she's starting to get that more out of paula in west covina sweet and then josh is in the radiology clinic he Uh, did not get the job job. yeah sad so rebecca
0: storms into aloha with him and
1: like a mom. <laughs> and
0: like a the music is mom. so
1: daunting. It's like it's following, like the camera follows Rebecca and you just see her hand and he, she, she's dragging <laughs> Josh. <laughs> and she's like, she's got
0: a crazed look in her eyes. She's like, let me find this boss right now. <laughs> I, Rebecca missed two questions. She got two wrong on the SAT, which were later stricken for being misleading. Which means that since the day she was like 17 or 18, taking the SAT, she has been keeping up with the standardized testing system to ensure that she actually did deserve a perfect score on the SAT. Like,
1: no, oh I'm sorry, gosh. that's freaking hilarious. Cause that what? is so funny. <laughs> like, what? <She> fully <laughs> like, you are she... out of undergrad, grad and law school and you, you said, no, let me make sure that I still, <laughs> like,
0: because what? Because what would happen? <laughs> like, what? She passed the bar, and she right. still cares about her SAT score.
1: <laughs> I mean.
0: Which, I'm just thinking honestly, about this right now, but it actually, yeah. like, it really tracks for someone who yeah. equates teenage love it, mm-hmm. with adult love like equates her teenage love for Josh with still having a future with him now makes so much sense that she would equate her teenage success on the SAT with adult success anywhere else. That's so funny.
1: That's it's so funny. And also makes a lot of sense when you put it like that. To not really think about it like that, but it's really sweet and it gets him the job and he's working. They have a cute moment. He calls her Bex, and she like you can see it in her like face. Well, she smiles, but you can you can just tell her heart went
0: bing. Because he says I'm so glad you moved here, like that's all she wanted to hear was that she made the right decision. You know, not the healthy choice, not the choice her mother wanted or didn't want. Exactly, she made the right choice. Settle. She did not settle. She said, Josh is something I want and I'm going to go get it. And she's a brave little cookie. I'm such a brave little cookie. <laughs> wow.
1: And then the little cookies, they eat their little donuts. They're so cute. Every time we just get a Paula and Rebecca scene, it's just happy. Like, I'm just like, yes, like best friends doing best friend things. Like, they're cute.
0: It wasn't really a Paula centric episode, though. Not a lot of Paula. It wasn't. And not a lot of Daryl. No, Daryl. No, Daryl. No, Daryl, but no, good <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Good episode. The end of the episode.
0: Heather after.
1: Yeah. H- Heather <laughs> leaves the psychology class.
0: I think it's sweet what she said. Like she just oh, wants yeah. to be her friend, but also yeah. like it's not wrong to diagnose someone. It's you not know? wrong to
1: diagnose someone. Especially. However, it is good that she's not doing that as her friend.
0: Right. Your friends should not be diagnosing you. Yeah. But for a second, I felt like the teacher was being posed as the villain. Oh, the teacher. She says,
1: yeah. I, like, well, I think for us, it was like the teacher was kind of like what w- the audience was thinking. Like the audience was like, hey, maybe actually, though, you know, she has that moment where she's like, I'm not OK. Like I do all this stuff or like in the in the office with Josh and his boss and she's like. Well, couldn't you tell them a mess back there and everyone's... But everyone is so... Greg is so enamored by Rebecca and Paula is so protective of Rebecca and Heather is so... Like, getting to know Rebecca... And everyone has an attachment to Rebecca that is hard for them to see that she might need help.
0: But they also haven't known her long enough for it to truly... I mean, other than maybe Paula, I don't think it's anyone's place to diagnose no. her or suggest that she needs. I mean, because we know she's gotten diagnoses in the past. She's been on antidepressants before. She flushed, or she threw them down the drain as soon as she got to Wescovina. But, like, technically it is nobody's business, so I think it is realistic that, so far, no one has really given her whatever harsh truth she needs to go back to therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it was a little bit villainizing for the teacher to be like, um, actually, she has a lot of things she could be diagnosed with, and Heather was like, "No, I'm leaving this class. Like, no, go on. Mm, maybe, <laughs>
1: maybe maybe we should some, <laughs> maybe consider some maybe. diagnoses. Let's take a little. Let's take a couple notes in this in this lecture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's uh, let's take some notes before we drop this class. Right. <laughs>
1: But the last scene it really that really got to me where they're in the office and it's like it's the butter company and he's like he's like are you making healthy choices the future is in your hands like what's going on. And he's like I left my wife for a prostitute like that just made me
0: (laughs) so funny this
1: this guy is changing Rebecca's life (laughs) and he's going through it too.
0: We're all going through it. He's changing Josh's We're all going life. through it. Right. It's Before we oh. get to the songs, yeah. I had a thought that didn't really fit anywhere because it's very, like, overall for the whole yeah. episode. Yeah. Where there's, like, almost this equating of healthy choices with settling. Yes. So I feel like we should address that, like, at least in my opinion, a lot of the choices that... Are considered healthy are not actually healthy yes where we use like this is the healthy choice as an excuse to settle for something like this is the choice that'll make me money as the the excuse to settle for being a, a radiology job. yeah for a job or a job that you don't
1: like that's not going to fulfill
0: right a job passions. that's not fulfilling or like mm. or we communicate in a healthy way as an an excuse to settle for a person that at this moment I really don't think Rebecca has feelings for, but she says like, you know, Greg is a smart guy. He's funny. We get along. We communicate like actually communicate in a healthy way, which sure. It seems like the healthy choice, but all the, the the healthy choice is only ever healthy if the feelings are actually there. Right. In my opinion, (laughs) Echo Park guy, Echo healthy. Parko Taco man and Greg were both unhealthy choices. Yes. I just felt like I needed it to clarify a- that for myself that like Oh no. Like veganism yes. is not a healthy choice for everybody. Yeah. Because no, some people exactly. have low iron or deficiencies where like veganism, even if it is like, you know, a healthy choice or for some
1: people. Right. I think the thing is, like, it's the extremes of, like, is she just went to become a vegan and switching your diet completely one day. Like, that's not a healthy choice. Like,
0: exactly. Yeah. That's settling for something because you're not getting what you want yeah out of your current situation exactly
1: everyone was really settling i mean that's obviously the song but everyone was really settling for something or yeah came through that being on, well, said... josh came through on the end <laughs> rebecca came through we don't know about Gre- we don't know about greg though <laughs> right at the end of this episode that being said you ready to get into
0: songs yes so the first song is sex with a stranger it's written by Rachel Bloom, Adam Schlesinger, Jack Dolgen, and Sona Patel. It is based on, especially the video or the music video aspects are based on Love, Sex, Magic by Ciara feet Justin Timberlake. In that case, the the like tiger stripe costume is a pretty Sierra. direct copy. Ciara probably. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, is a pretty clear. direct copy of the costume that she's wearing in that music video. And then the whole leg bit where she's wearing, like, the really fancy jewelry and there's, like, legs next to her is based on the Partition music video by Beyonce.
1: Hey! Everybody say, hey, Miss Carter.
0: Hey, Miss Carter. Say, hey, Miss Carter. Hey, Miss Carter. Give me some.
1: (laughs) Hey, sorry. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wow.
0: I just do Um, not have a lot to say about this song. I don't like it that much.
1: Me neither. Well, I don't, not that I don't like it. Right, right. right. I actually, yeah, I don't, I don't not like it. I think this song is, I think it's just funny. And it's just fun. It's Um,
0: good. It's funny. I, I don't like it though.
1: Gave me Britney vibes. Mm. I love, yeah, I love the costume. I love the, not Sexy Getting Ready Song, but, like, Sexy Getting Ready Song.
0: Right. Like, I feel like we already did this, and Sexy Getting Ready Song did it better.
1: Yeah. I would agree.
0: Like, the man legs in the video are freaking me out. I don't like them. (laughs) Yeah. It's just... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that's the point. I know it's supposed to be, like, funny, gross comedy. I can't deal with it. Fun fact, though, the balls line about, like... Smelly Balls was written first and then they added the carpal tunnel bit so that the balls line did not get flagged by the CW.
1: So That's very on brand. That's very on brand and also I love that. I'm so glad I, I did that.
0: <laughs> I am because I feel like I would not remember Jason without his carpal tunnel balls.
1: At all. At all.
0: <laughs> like this plot line honestly would have Can I give a hot take?
1: Give a hot take. That's the whole point.
0: (laughs) I think the Jason bit was unnecessary. Like I think we could have done. I
1: don't think we needed to have. Like I love this song. Theoretically, the song didn't need to happen.
0: The whole scene didn't need to happen. Like I love to add Heather content, but at the same time, I would much rather either flesh out the whole Heather deciding to be Rebecca's friend, or flesh out Josh's conflict in this episode rather than have it be all choppy just to include because sex with a stranger did not feel like an emotional high for the episode
1: yeah sex with a stranger just was kind of it just had another it's just another song that was different from settle for me which is like good to have different songs but yeah i don't think there's much in the i guess the only thing that really connects is at the end she does have sex with a stranger right which but I like the song. It isn't something that it doesn't give me that critics girlfriend like ah
0: like ah. Yes, exactly. There is a certain It's like he's saying hey songs. sexy stranger, it's
1: sex with a stranger. Right. But um yes, I wrote that in my notes. Hey sexy stranger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I figured out what sex with a stranger feels like to me as a song, which is it feels like it was written for Rachel Bloom's YouTube channel and then she was like oh my gosh we could put this in the show and then they did like like you said it doesn't feel like Rebecca to participate in a hookup culture and I know that Heather kind of talked her into it because like she thought it would be fun or funny but I don't know we never hear her say anything outside of the song about like thinking Jason might murder her I think it could have been played from a different angle where she was like, well, I'm not having sex with Josh, but like, I don't know how to deal with that in my head. Like, I feel like the song is not played because the whole episode is about settling, but the song isn't played as like, oh, I'm settling for sex with a stranger because I can't be with Josh. It's just like, I'm going to have sex with a stranger because what a funny song that would be, which... Doesn't feel like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend to me. Are you ready to move on to Settle for Me? Heck yeah, I am. This song was written by Rachel Bloom, Adam Schlesinger, and Jack Dolgen. It's based on Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, who are dance partners from the 30s. Fun
1: fact... I literally just watched what I'm pretty sure the scene this is like based off of, like in mm-hmm. class, like three weeks ago. No way! Because I'm taking a U.S. film class between before 1960, and that is so we fun. watched Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers t- tap. I was like, oh hey, so it's
0: I... educational.
1: F- <laughs>
0: this song... let it all out. Oh my gosh!
1: No, top to bottom, I... please. Oh. Get on your soapbox.
0: I I'll just... love first. Listen, I love letting theater kids be theater kids. Like, giving this pair of people a tap number just, like, it makes so much sense. It's so fun. Greg's voice, oh my gosh. I love this song. Like, every Greg song just stands out to me because it's a Greg song. In the same way, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like you have some characters where all of their songs stand out to you specifically. But also this song is just like, it's the basis of their relationship. Like everything before this was like, Greg wasn't really a contender. He was just one of Josh's friends that like, we meet and like the audience falls in love with, but we don't know how Rebecca feels about him. And then this song is suddenly like, he is a contender. Um, he looks terrible in the tuxedo. Like, so bad. It's (laughs) actually kind of rude that he does. He calls her a bunch of demeaning terms. I wanted to list them all. Sugar
1: jugs, I'm so bereft. Demeaning (laughs) terms are all that I have left. Which is also like, huh?
0: (laughs) He calls her, so he starts with darling, then... Baby cakes, schmoopy pie, sugar jugs, little girl. And then he also calls himself some like demeaning terms in the opposite sense, where he calls himself 2% milk, satan beef. Yes. Uh, he's plan B. Uh, he has nothing left of his masculinity. He's a little girl uh, with no boobs, in not flesh you're not and blood. you not
1: standing up for your man. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying what he's saying. He's in blood and self hate. Uh, he's Rocky Five to Rocky, Solange to Beyonce. Um, those
1: are nice things. Now you got no, to the nice things. Those Solange are not- to Beyonce. Oh, I thought you were. I sorry, I was. My brain's not working. Okay, it's, okay. it's not working. Cause it's okay. I forgot that it was you. You was comparing. I in my head I was like, oh, like, glow up. Rocky five to Rocky, Solange to Beyonce. Even though, first of all, that's a little that's that's a little that was a little Solange. yeah hello. like don't hello like we're not gonna compare the sisters here. Both amazing, both iconic.
0: He says, "Darling, it's fate, huh? It's fate. Whatever." And oh my gosh, just I don't have like coherent thoughts. It's just like glitter exploding inside of me you know what i mean
1: best way to describe it
0: which is funny because he's literally just like demeaning himself and demeaning her like that's the whole song
1: Uh, i don't have a lot of thoughts on uh, so for me other than it's uh another iconic crazy ex-girlfriend song not on my top but like i love this song every time it shows up on shuffle i will listen to this song i think it's just i like the production wise like a part of it is what I love like it's it's so similar to what Ginger and Fred and all of them like they killed it and I just love to see the old Broadway old dancing like the black and white of it uh, oh what does she say like she's like oh a gown <laughs> all the little yeah it's cute I just think it's a cute number
0: it is a but cute number and it's nice ever since be... the oh sorry no, as, sorry. It's just as a theater kid. Like, I think this is really the only theater song we have since West Covina. At least so
1: far. Yeah.
0: Because West Covina is like our classic. Yes. Introduction. So I'm excited to be back to this genre because the beautiful thing, the beauty of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is that they've got every genre under the sun. Like, they've got something for everybody. For me, it is the musical theater, however. For me, I do relate to Rachel and um, Santino in that I love me a musical theater number. And I really feel like you can see it in this song that, like, the actors love this. This is their genre. And like we said, they let everybody play to their strengths. And Lord Almighty, if this is not his strength.
1: Period. Yeah, very much. Yeah, we knew. Yeah, gas him up. Mm Mm-hmm then settle for him
0: settle for me reprise was written by Rachel Bloom and Adam Schlesinger it's you know again with the reprises we use them sparingly in this show and once again it hits that's why
1: we have the third reprise right here
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: of Les Covina not settle for
0: right me. right and it hits in the bathroom at a taco festival which the the line can't monopolize the bathroom at a taco festival sometimes just plays on repeat in my mind
1: so valid <laughs> but also you can because you know what I'm not going to do use a bathroom in a taco festival <laughs> that's a red flag
0: oh my gosh when i went to when i went to the conference there was a haunted house that we went to and I had to pee so bad, like so bad, because the line was like an hour long. And you know my bladder. So we're almost at the front of the line, but we still have time. And I'm like, there's got to be a porta potty here. So I leave the building, I go outside, and there's these two guys like leaving the porta potty. And like, I knew that I wasn't like, we weren't in the haunted house yet. We were just in line for it. But it was nighttime. It was like spooky Halloween vibes everywhere. I walk into this porta potty, and I was convinced that someone was literally gonna tip me over in it like i could not stop thinking. i was so afraid anyway i mean love the surprise not a lot of thoughts
1: not a lot of thoughts just it's well just good to see not good to see it's rebecca takes a moment to like actually think about it and it's yeah. like maybe i should just settle but, but like also it's like you should never settle If that's anything anyone should take from this podcast, like you should never settle. Obviously, there you can't always get what you want, and like you will never get you know the best of both worlds. But like you deserve what the things you want, and like if they come to you, take them. And just because someone is into you and you want interest, I mean, besides my whole like. Feelings towards Greg and Rebecca, like settle, like settle for? No, absolutely not. Never, never settle. And to take this moment to be like, hmm, if you're thinking about settling, you shouldn't settle. That's my two two cents on that.
0: Also, that being said, it is okay if you wanted something and you don't want it anymore. That's not settling, but it's also not like lying to yourself like you wanted it and now you don't and that's okay too it's okay for what you want to change i think the healthiest choice rebecca makes in this episode is this song where she actually takes a second to think through what she's doing right it doesn't really work like she still makes the wrong choice but at least she had a moment where she was considering it because being impulsive can really be harmful
1: very true. I mean, it, it can be very harmful, and it can also be very harmful to put someone through the mix of all you're settling because that's not fair to them. And it's that's the same right. way it's not fair to Greg.
0: Yeah,
1: how she left him there.
0: Well, Greg was but, also like,
1: right? We right. exactly. We know. It's it's the two of them, both got. Hey, like we said. They got problems, we got problems, everyone's got something to work through.
0: That's so true. Do you want to hear about a bonus song?
1: Yes. Wait, there is a bonus song?
0: Yeah, Cielito Lindo is the mariachi song that they're dancing to. Oh, right,
1: yes.
0: It's uncredited in the episode, but it was credited on IMDb, so I wanted to mention it. Um, Cielito Lindo, technically, like, direct translation means pretty sky, pretty little sky. But cielito, which means little sky, is like a a term of endearment for like sweetheart or sweetie. So it means like pretty sweetie. That's
1: cute, aw. It's
0: a traditional mariachi song. Shout out mariachi. (laughs) Should we enter the spoiler alert? Spoiler alert! Hey, Brovinas, you can skip ahead about 12 and a half minutes to avoid any spoilers. Hey! Thank goodness we're here. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have so and spots. though, like, on, this episode was hard
1: without the spoilers. First of all, this is not the first mariachi band we're gonna see, which is fun, because I'm excited. Now Wait. I'm thinking, what is the, like, uh, love that Rebecca has when for... When do we see
0: another mariachi band? Don't we see
1: a, ma- a mariachi band in the episode where they're, like, hang out? Like, it's, it's a group hang? Oh!
0: <gasps> Oh, my right? gosh, the group hang mariachi
1: episode. Yeah. Oh, forget about that. Wait. That is so I funny. Yeah, right? I, I was like, oh. um, Audra. As soon as uh, Naomi <laughs> says, like, she doesn't say hedge fund ma- manager fiance, but I simply can't say it without like that. Like, that's the way it's, it has to come out of my mouth because yeah. of chat battle, which I also was like, oh, my gosh, then is Audra coming in this episode? But I realized surely she's not. Right. So, and she's not in the next episode because I don't think she's in the next episode
0: I don't think Audra appears for a little while I think we talk Which about her crazy. that's so funny
1: because I love I mean I'm excited for Audra like I'm just excited for that episode because yeah
0: I, I have so many thoughts about the Jap battle but we're not there yet But we're not I there
1: yet Audra. exactly but I love the head fund manager fiance <laughs> Dang.
0: When she is FaceTiming Naomi, she is, like, at her, like, OBGYN or whatever. And the doctor who delivered Rebecca says, hey, Rebecca, hey, little Rebecca, like, UTI under control. Which, apparently, she has a problem with UTIs because Greg be giving her one later.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's not a spoiler, but the the continuum with the butter... I don't know. Do we continue to see the butter? Like, does butter continue to show up?
0: I think, or was so. it in just like season, a, But like
1: in in this season,
0: they definitely set it up like it's going to continue throughout the entire show. And like, I yeah. think I just forget about how much the butter was in yeah. season one because in the rest of the show I it agree. doesn't really. But really, mm-hmm. this episode is all about repetitives because glitter butter Jason. Yeah, glitter butter rewrite, Jason. Let me rewrite waitress. That's, because that's. Glitter, butter, butter, Jason. Jason.
1: That's what you, uh, the first thing you put, and I read your bios every time you (laughs) read them. Every time you post an episode, that's what you should put. That is so smart.
0: Let me me write that down. (laughs) Yeah, my home base thought was, oh, she talks about how she's considering making healthier dating decisions when she doesn't realize that Greg is asking her out. She says, "Maybe I should date a professor." When we know, yes, yes, ex- she yes. literally dated her professor and then burned down his house. So, right. Miss Girl, why is that the first healthy choice you thought of? It's like actually she, the extreme unhealthy choice, extremely <laughs> unhealthy. Do you think that was a reference or a coincidence?
1: I think both. Well, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a reference, it's not a coincidence. You coincidentally saw the reference. I think it has to be. Because that's so specific. That's so, like a professor. But then that's crazy to think that like already like bam. Drop, right. drop, drop. Little Paula sense. being anti-Greg though like it, it sticks through.
0: <laughs> it really does. This like, is
1: now when it does.
0: <laughs> that's one of the things that I feel like throughout the show. I don't know. Paula never really gets retribution for fully being anti-Greg when, like, Greg and Rebecca are bad for each other, but also, like, Josh and Rebecca, I feel like, are genuinely ten times worse for each other, like, as a romantic couple. Like, you can see here, as friends, Josh can give Rebecca everything she wants, like, the validation to be here, the, the quality time, the, like, fun... Summary childhood relationship she's looking for she can have that in her friendship with josh romantically her and greg like not that making sense is a reason to date but they make so much sense
1: yeah they do make sense
0: and i'll say the it, same it thing just for it makes sense right here. now
1: well that's the thing it's like can't get into the which one conversation yet because yeah it's, that's true the argument can't even be made for josh or greg at the minute We're getting more of the possibility of Greg and Rebecca now.
0: Right. Because Josh is smitten only through, like, little looks and, like, quality time. Whereas, like, Greg is pretty – has been pretty clear about how he feels. And so, for me, it seems like there is the obvious – the choice is between Greg or nobody. Like, Rebecca clearly seems to think that she's choosing between Greg and some potential with Josh – but as of right now, Josh is in a committed relationship. He just got back from wine country. He is not an option right now. So, the conversation is very different than it will be in the future. Very true. I did have one I, like yes. tiny thing that is a little bit unrelated, but when she buys the she buys the walking desk for $2000 and she is already screwing her savings. Which we find out about later, like, it's a big plot point later that she has no idea how to save money because she's always had so much of it. And now, like, yes, she is making a livable wage, like, a very livable salary, like, she's still a lawyer. But she genuinely has no idea how to deal with money. Like, I know there's been other things already, like, she fully got this house that she lives in by herself. She is spending $2,000 on this walking desk for no reason. She's Yeah, no,
1: she's very impulsive with her spending. Um which I see that in me. No, I'm kidding. Well, well, I'm impulsive in spending not as I just I'm not spending $200 on a walking desk me and you are not the same, Becky Queen. However, right. y- yeah. It's but the walking desk is interesting. Because doesn't later, like, Nathaniel have an, someone has an exercise desk that shows up and she, like. I
0: think Nathaniel does. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and (laughs) crap's on him for it. (laughs)
0: That's so funny.
1: Let's take a step back. Glitter. Glitter. It's all about glitter.
0: Butter. Glitter.
1: uh, (laughs) I'm just glad that glitter showed up. Like, that's kind of crazy.
0: I feel like this glitter thing very, because the butter is associated with happiness, right? Pretty clearly. Like, butter is associated with indecision. Are you happy? Are you not? Whereas, like, this glitter metaphor feels a little bit more clouded, where it's like, is glitter about romance? Is it about happiness? Is it about, like, the people who left you behind? You know? So, who's to say?
1: That's true. Who is to say? We'll definitely learn more. I also mentioned this earlier in the, not the spoiler, uh, but West Covina Reprise plays and Heather comes in. And obviously we already, like, this is the beginning of their friendship. And then we later know about the girl gang, you know, and all
0: women in this show being friends.
1: Right. But also only having three women in the main cast. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Well, the main cast
0: is pretty small. Like it's not like yes. there's a ton of guys either. Yes. And but. yes, regardless.
1: I but I don't know. i am just now I'm going to keep in mind like I think listening to cuz it 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 doesn't pass you by, but like it can pass you by. And now I'm like I don't know. I'm now I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to listen it out and see what moment Rebecca and Valencia become friends and see if that continues to play too. Because I just thought that was so cute. And it it was. I was like. I don't know. My my reaction was like. Whoa. Wait.
0: But that's yeah. all I really had. I can't I just, wait until Valerio and Rebecca and Heather are all. And Paula yeah. are all buddies. Uh, yeah. It'll be good. I. My only spoiler thoughts I think left are like about the songs. Yeah. So, like, settle for me. Do you think that, like, diegetically, Greg said to Rebecca, settle for me? Or do you think that she
1: is taking his desperation as in settle for me?
0: Right. Because she knows that he knows she's here for Josh. Like, she won't admit it to him. And she freaks out when he claims that she had a nervous breakdown and chased after Josh. But she knows that he's aware of her crush on Josh. So do you think that she saw him asking her out and said, oh, he wants me to settle, like go out with him instead of Josh? Or do you think he actually said, hey, like settle for me. Let's just do this. Let's go on a date. Why not? It's a good
1: question. I like I'm going to make an argument for both because 100 percent I could see Rebecca taking his desperation in like a. Not not desperation, but desperation, like, you really are just trying to, you know, get, like, you, like, no, she does the same thing you mentioned of, like, she's not going to say that she's into Josh to Greg, but, like, obviously knows that and, like, could have taken his, like, hey, like, do you want to go out on a date? And because she would feel like settling, she's like, oh, do you want to settle for me? But also, I could see it just, maybe not settle for me. Well, I mean, honestly, I don't know. Like, I just don't know how, I I, I mean, I guess the no, because, well, I don't know. I don't know. I could see him saying just, or maybe not even like settle for me, but just go on a date with me. Like, let's go on a date. You know, like, let's do this. Like,
0: right. Like I can see him saying, you know, you're
1: interested in me. Like, let's just go on a date
0: type of thing. Like, I feel like settle for me is almost her interpretation of him, like, reasoning his way into a date with her where he says like well it seemed kind of logical like we get along we're funny we have chemistry you're smart i'm smart like we both like tacos like why don't we just at least try this and then she takes that as like well let's settle for this let's try this i can see it going both ways as well
1: yeah i but it is interesting that it's I, like, I think when Heather later sings Don't Settle For Me, it is her saying, like, like, don't settle for me, like, and we'll talk about that, obviously, more when it gets there. But I think that it was very, like, don't do this. Like, you're not, you know what I mean?
0: I was going to mention that. More explicit
1: than, yeah.
0: Right. Because there's another reprise of Settle For Me where Heather says, don't settle for me. But it's a lot easier to interpret songs like that where Rebecca is not player
1: a part yeah
0: like a part of it at all whereas like this which makes it a lot easier to interpret because we're like okay yes Rebecca wrote this song but it's based on a conversation that she was not a part of whereas this is literally just like her interpretation of a conversation she's having with Greg in the moment where she feels like he's saying
1: that's true and at the end he even says he's like I don't remember it happening like that yeah
0: he said i don't exactly remember it like that which felt like a hint that maybe it was was a non-diegetic sort of comment that she thought he made no more spoilers that's all i've got for spoilers too all right spoiler on alert favorite part my favorite part i mean it's settled for me i love that song i love a tap number i love greg oh that's it (laughs) that's it (laughs) Uh,
1: i didn't know if you had it anymore Um, yeah i was expecting settle for me to be your favorite part of the episode which is valid it's a good it's no the song is uh, iconic like i agree i don't know what my i think it's so there's just so much in this episode and obviously you can't have the same favorite part but Honestly, it's so small, but my favorite part is Rebecca and Heather having that conversation at the end because I am a Heather stan. And I just like it's just another person who like, you know, she came to West Covina for Josh and look at all the other people she's meeting because she's here and making her own connections with. And I think that's so powerful. And I'm just like, yes, Rebecca, like, you can do that. Make your own friends, your own connections. And you're killing it, and it's sweet.
0: I agree completely. I, I just love their friendship. I love the evolution of Heather. And I can't really tell whether it's the show evolving or the audience perception of everyone evolving, but I really feel like, you know, Paula going from, oh, that's so funny, she's a neglectful mother, to, like, a very caring and, well, flawed, like, a present mother and a loving mother is a huge evolution that I love to see. Heather going from, like, a quippy student, like, not caring about anything to someone who will, like, drop a class and stop psychoanalyzing her friend because she wants to be friends with her. Just everyone's, like, evolving a little bit one episode at a time. Character and I love it. Yes. My least favorite part is Sex with a Stranger. It's just so unnecessary.
1: Yeah. I would also say my least favorite part is Sex with a Stranger because not every song in this show I am a fan of because, duh, like, that would make sense. But the song gives me nothing. In like, it's not. it doesn't live in my head a little bit yeah it's a good song it's all right
0: yeah it's funny it's it does its thing it does its thing that's that's literally all i have same i say that's all i have like we have not been recording for 150 minutes Uh, good uh,
1: lord all right
0: well i can close this out and then we can make a a warm closer
1: Warm clothes are short.
0: <laughs> it's the opposite of a cold open. That's true. I, I forgot I said that. I'm so funny. You are so funny. Well, thank you everybody for listening. If you would like to reach us, you can at anchor.fm slash WC3R. That's where you can leave us a voice message to tell us your thoughts about the episode, about the podcast, about what Heather's sign is whatever you would like. You can follow us on Twitter if you like. It's wc 3 podcast, and you can also reach out to us via email at WC3RPodcast at gmail.com. We're so thankful that we're able to make this podcast and we hope you enjoyed. Bye! Bye!
1: like a rocky fab to rocky, so launch to Beyonce, not asking to be your fiance, but if tonight or tomorrow, <laughs> if you happen to be free, maybe, just maybe settle for me, did it, did it, did it. So what'll it be?